0: So there is an understanding that the body is, is God's temple in a sense. Um, the, the drive to save a life to live, is, is just so important in Jewish tradition. Life is so important. You know, when we when we hold up, you know, a glass of wine, we say lechayim to life, um, and anything that that. Um, strengthens life is valued. You know, people used to think that even the laws of kashrut, keeping kosher, were designed to keep you healthier. I'm not, I'm not so convinced about that, nor is it the case that, you know, as a, as a people, we are healthier or um, eat less or take care of our bodies better. You know, if we were, smoking would be, you know, trafe. And it's not. Um, but there is definitely a deep value of of care of the body that um, pervades Jewish tradition. And you're not supposed to do anything that harms your body.
1: Welcome to Season 5 of 76 West recorded appropriately in an office at the corner of West 76th Street and Amsterdam Avenue in New York City. In past years, you've heard conversations with some of the great thinkers of our time. This season, you're going to hear the voice of one of them, Rabbi Joy Levitt. Sometimes she'll be by herself, sometimes accompanied by the amazing people who helped make the program she shepherded a reality. Joy works, worked best in collaboration with others, people who pushed her, prodded, who inspired her as much as she inspired them, that's going to be, is, her legacy to the Marlene Meyerson JCC Manhattan, a spirit of positivity, of moving onward and upward, taking a simple idea, a Jewish community center, and elevating it beyond what anyone would use as their definition. This week, a story that perfectly encapsulates Rabbi Joy Levitt's tenure. In the first half, she recalls the opening of the JCC building in January 2002 and a crucial element that was missing at the time. In the second part, she talks about how the young JCC positioned its health club to allow it to compete in a market with top-notch competitors. Brief sidebar, at one point you'll hear Joy refer to Debbie Hirschman, who was the executive director at the time that Joy was hired by the JCC as its chief program officer.
0: So I'm thinking a little bit about towels this week because we are going to inspect our towels and probably get new ones so that everybody who comes in feels the warm embrace of the JCC through our fantastic showers and our fantastic towels. So we opened uh, almost 20 years ago. It will be 20 years this September. We opened the building two days after 9-11 because nursery school children start school in September. And even though the building really wasn't ready, we felt an obligation to kids and their parents to be on the school schedule. So construction was going on all over the building. The kids were on the second floor. There was really no heat in the building and we were scurrying to get ready for an official opening on, um, I think January first or second of um, 2002, and uh, we had some complicated ideas about what was what that was going to look like, including the idea that that the fitness center would be open on Shabbat um, in order to welcome people with different practices, but we weren't going to have blow dryers, and the theory behind that was that. Um, The the locker rooms were kind of public space. And um, we shouldn't really use electricity on Shabbat in public space. So I want to say that was like the first long-held pre-planning idea that went right into the garbage on the first day of um, opening because it was January and there was no way that people were going to leave the swimming pool with wet hair and walk out onto Amsterdam Avenue. So it was the day before the opening, and we were, you know, getting ready, and realized that our towel delivery never arrived. Now, I can't say for sure that we ordered these towels because this was really not in my lane. I was there to to do the program, and I had literally nothing to do with the fitness center. But, as you can imagine, You can't really open a fitness center without towels. So Susan Zuckerman, who at the time was um, Debbie Hirschman's, I guess you'd say chief of staff, assistant director. I'm not even sure what her title was because she was a person who basically did everything. Debbie had kind of the big vision stuff and Susan executed. And I will never forget this because Susan and her husband, David, who is no longer alive, of blessed memory, when they realized that we, weren't, that we were gonna open without towels, drove their station wagon down to Kmart and bought 1,000 towels. And that's how we had towels for opening day. And I think it says a lot about, about us. In all the bad ways and good ways, right? It wasn't just, I mean, we should have had towels, and somebody should have checked on that beforehand. And we were never that strong operationally with respect to that. And I could have this story wrong, you know. I mean, I remember Susan going down and getting towels. But I think that can-do spirit, that we will do anything in order to make sure that people have what they need to enter this building and leave it com- with comfort and care, that spirit has endured for the whole time that I've been here. And I think it distinguishes us from corporate entities uh, that may have things buttoned up but are so filled with bureaucracy that, that when things go wrong, it's very difficult to set them right. Here, uh, we set it right. Another story about the gym was that when Equinox was um, doing a gut renovation of its flagship location, which was literally next door to the JCC, we were quite concerned about its impact on our business. When they when they started the renovation, we got a lot of folks coming to the JCC uh, who, who were in the neighborhood, needed a fitness center, and we were very convenient. We did worry a great deal about being able to retain those people and whether we we're going to lose more people because they were going to have this beautiful new gym. So we were fortunate to work with a, a class at the Columbia University Business School uh, that for a project in their, in their B-School class, they, they set about to help us understand the fitness market on the Upper West Side and what we would need to do to compete. And they surveyed the, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 fitness centers within a 20-block radius of the JCC. Um, And they came back with some very startling information. Um, They said, the first thing that you guys need to know is that you can't compete with those fitness centers. You're not spending the kind of money that would be required. You don't have multiple locations. There are many things about your fitness center. You've got to walk in through security. You've got elevators with kids. You've got locker rooms with babies with diapers. This is not a recipe for competing with luxe fitness centers that have executive locker rooms and and the like. However, they said, here's a fun fact. 90% of people on the Upper West Side don't belong to a gym. Period. Why? Why? Well, lots of reasons. Cost, laziness, there's a gym in their building, uh, they just haven't gotten around to it. Many reasons. The market that you should be going after is them. Instead of trying to compete for the 10%, which you will lose, go after the people who are sitting on their couch. And they basically said, "Your, your competition is the couch. And and that is really the beginning of, of our really marketing to and responding to the needs of older adults. And though there were board members who wanted, you know, loud music and hard, and hard bodies projected as our fitness center, we very quickly realized that if we hired trainers that were um, experienced working with arthritis and back issues and all the things that aileth people like me, and that was a real recipe for success. Our emphasis is really on wellness. It's really on health, uh, because that's consistent with the the um, JCC values, Jewish values about attitudes toward the body, which are less about perfection and more about understanding that this is a gift from god and you're you have a responsibility to take care of it and and so for us um you're not going to see advertising like that because it's just not what we're trying to do furthermore we see this in a holistic way the wexler center for modern aging is as much about creativity and growth and learning and brain and memory and, and all the other aspects of what it means to, to age with grace and joy. Uh, fitness is an absolute part of that, but that's how we see it. And by the way, we see that for kids, too. You know, we have, we have teens in our, in our fitness center. We're very interested in strength. We're very interested in resilience. Um, and we project those values out because we think that, um, that, that young adults who, who feel strong um, are ultimately going to be happier in, in their lives. But it's, it's not so much about appearance.
1: 76 West is a presentation of the Marlene Myerson JCC Manhattan. The series was produced and edited by me, Eric Winnick. Our theme music was written and performed by Peril Wolf. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the other seasons of 76 West, available on iTunes, Google Play, and anywhere else podcasts are available. You can also listen to our episodes at mmjccm.org slash 76-West. Please subscribe and give us a rating on iTunes if you enjoy the show. Every little bit helps. Until next time, we'll see you around the neighborhood.